Welcome back to Conti Forum here at Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, the campus of Boston College. Merrimack and Boston College are scoreless. At the end of one period, I'm Mike Magnet with John Leahy right here on the Merrimack Sports Network. And this first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Our special guest in his first intermission, Andy Powers from BC Radio, the uh, color voice of Boston College Hockey. And uh, Andy, that first period uh, kind of seemed a bit of both teams trying to fill each other out. Better chances for Boston College, maybe the best, uh, the Zach Walker back-to-back chances. Uh, uh, Pantano's able to make the the, uh, the stick saving and the pad save on the rebound, but uh, uh, neither, neither team able to really get a lot going offensively. Those were probably the best chances, but even power plays, not an awful lot going. Yeah, I think that uh, these teams we were just talking about, I think they're very similar. I think this is a big game for both teams, and I think the first 20 minutes was a, a good test for, for both guys. I thought Merrimack did a great job killing off the two power plays uh, that BC had. And, uh, BC probably had the more offensive opportunities, but uh, Merrimack had some you know, offensive chances and waves. So it's it's really, for me, this BC team is super young, and, and the first goal is going to be important. Whether they scored or, or Merrimack scores, it really dictates kind of how the game goes. And I think that uh, they scored the, the first goal only one game this season, BC has, and it's, you know, offense is contagious. So uh, um, you'd like to see that, but, you know, Merrimack's a team that they fight and they work hard, and it's going to be tough to do tonight. Uh, the schedule, I mean, we talked about it. Everybody knows BC's number one schedule in the country. Uh, maybe not the best year to have that happen with such a young team, but at the same time, uh, I mean, are you seeing guys develop? Are you seeing the, 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 the opportunity to play such uh, stellar competition? Is, is it already helping to make players better? Yes, and, I, and I've been impressed. With them. You know, BC's the youngest team in Division One hockey, and you talked about the schedule is really tough. I mean, they play, played the first seven games. I think they played five top ten teams, um, and it's not ideal for a young team to learn like that, but learning process it is, and I've been impressed. I, re- I, I like Logan Husko, who's a, who's a really work-hard forward, and uh, uh, Tortola is a guy that came in highly recommended, and, and Narasinen is the Finnish center uh, who's been very good, so um, for me, I, it's it's great to get that experience, and you know, I, you and I were talking, I'd like to see it a little bit more spread out, so it's not all kind of front-end loaded, uh, and then you're looking at a 1-5-1 and one record, and, and for a young team, that could be fragile, it's kind of you know, that where do they go from here, but I think the coaching staff has done a good job this week of keeping these guys positive, letting them know that hey, let's take what we learned from playing the top teams like Denver and Wisconsin and St. Cloud and then let's apply it in Hockey East play, which we have here tonight, but you know, for me, BC, the, the story is going to be Joseph Wall, I mean, he's the guy that's going to drive this team and they're going to go as far as, as he'll take them and, you know, he has to be in whether it's fair or unfair, he has to be the best guy on the ice every night. Yeah, and that's another thing I want to ask you about. Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com had a pretty good uh, article uh, earlier and today or yesterday. Actually, might have been on College Hockey News, but talking about uh, you know Hockey East overall struggle in non-conference play, which of course, like we've, we've been talking about, they're playing good teams. I mean, BC's going out to St. Cloud. Denver came in last week. Denver played at BU. Merrimack went to Minnesota. Duluth had Wisconsin come in to play both these teams and so on. So playing a lot of pretty good teams, but still you got to win games. And uh, uh, you know what Mike looked at was he found that the the goaltenders save percentages in Hockey East. Uh, I don't know how he's able to put this together, but the, the average save percentage in Hockey East, I guess, is something like 10 points lower than the rest of the conferences in the country. And maybe coinciding with the league struggling early on in, in non-conference play. I mean, how much of that do you think that is that maybe the goaltending hasn't been as good, but how much of it is the quality of the competition? Well, I think you can get uh, 60% of the people don't believe in statistics, right? So, um, I think and that... the other 50% uh, don't care, right? <laughs> right, right, right. I think that, uh, I think 
goaltending is a big part of it, and, and I think for, for BC in particular, and um, because they're so young and because they've struggled to score goals, uh, you can't give up any. But uh, I mean, I, I think I mean you, you guys are probably on the same page as me. I think hockey is top to bottom the best league in the country, and uh, maybe we're a little bit biased. And then when you play out of conference teams like the Denver's and defending national championship top team in the country, the St. Clouds, you know, in the Wisconsin's and such, yeah. you know, that's the the other teams, the other league's best best shot. So uh, it's it's a difficult schedule, no doubt. And in, in hockey, East, they don't shy away from anybody, so I like that. But um, yeah, I mean, hockey East is, is a terrific conference, and, and goaltending is going to be a big part every night you come to the rink. I'm going to lay a fact on you. I'm not sure if you knew this, Andy, but BC tied Quinnipiac on opening night. It's the first time since 1922-23 that they tied on opening night. So that's that's. I mean, I love those facts. I mean, I think Jerry York was in that game, was he not? <laughs> but yeah, that was a good tie. That that was a really good first game of the season, and uh, unfortunately, BC doesn't get a point. But uh, you know, that that Quinnipiac game is a perfect example. I mean, that's a tough way to start the season for a lot of guys that are dipping their toe in the water of Division One hockey. But they they played well and they got a point out of that. But uh, unfortunately, they haven't got many. Yeah, you saw Denver last weekend. We'll see them at the end of December, defending national champions. They don't appear to have any weaknesses. How good are they? Oh, they're outstanding. I mean, and, and uh, I say that uh, you know, knowing full well, I hate Western teams. Um, I, you know, there's a bias. I don't like to see them do well. Um, but they are. Bjorkstrand is the best forward I've seen in, in college hockey. Um, the Tanner Gillette's a goalie that I feel like he's been there. I mean, I think he sat behind me in English when I was at BC. He's been there like 15 years. Uh, and Jim Montgomery's done a great job recruiting. Um, so they're very deep. They're very fast. They're a very skilled team. Their defense are physical. I mean, they, they, I didn't see any flaws with them, so it's going to be tough. But uh, and one of the things that we were talking to before the game is I wonder how the Olympic team will affect college teams. Are they going to take college guys? Troy Terry, a guy that's going to leave. You know, is, is you know maybe they lose another guy. I don't know. And uh, But for me, T- uh, Denver is a really – and they're built to last, too, and I think that's a, that's a scary thing. You know, looking behind. Then I guess you know to, to build off of what you said about the Olympic team. Looking back at a team that uh, you saw, we saw a few weeks ago, Wisconsin, right? Uh, Tony Granado coaching the Olympic team. No coincidence, perhaps, that Kyle Hayton decides to transfer there, and you know could find himself playing in the Olympics. Well, I think that's great, and that, you know, and I think that the, you know those young kids, and, and now the, the landscape is different. All these kids have been on the radar of U.S. National Development Program, whether they played in it or tried out for it, or they know about it. But you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to ask the kid to leave school? Does he have to drop out or, or sit out a semester because you're going to do a camp in January, or are they just going to go for the two weeks and maybe you can still get back to your college team? And the like, like, there's a lot of questions like that that are unanswered that make it iffy and you know I know like a guy like Jordan Greenway at BU he's going to be on that team but how does that affect him does he have to miss a semester and um, so it's going to be interesting but they, they, there's a lot of talented guys in college hockey no doubt uh, one more question Providence we'll see them in a couple of weeks you've seen them twice so far uh, off to a torrid start again uh, like like Denver how good is Providence I thought Providence was really well I thought BC did a great job they were down 3 nothing the first game and they battled back to one, win 4-3 in overtime and to me Providence took the foot off the gas a little bit thought it was going to be a little walkover and, and BC kept flying um, I thought uh, Eric Foley uh, he didn't play in the first game he played in the second game and I think he scored the winner he scored a beautiful goal coming down the wing with a quick release he's a big body that has a lot of skill is very tough to deal with. Um, they have a really good goaltender in hockey, um, and they're you know they're they're a deep team. They come at you, they bang. They're good in special teams, and in their rink especially, we played twice in their rink. Um, they, yeah. it, it, it feels really small, you know. It's it's got that small feel, so they don't give you a lot of space. But they're a very good deep team. 
All right, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Have a good call the rest of tonight and tomorrow as well. Good luck the rest of the way. We appreciate your insights. Great to see you as always. You know, I never pass up a microphone. Always willing to talk. Thank you, guys. Great seeing you, Andy. All right, thanks. That's Andy Powers, by color voice of Boston College Hockey. The score after one is Merrimack nothing, Boston College nothing. We're back with more right after this on the Merrimack Sports Network. This is Warrior Hockey.